Hello and welcome to Tokyo Inklings. My name is CY. You can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com, on Instagram and TikTok at tokyostationpens, and on Twitter at tokyostationmnh. And my name is Jacob, and I am a fan basically everywhere. Hello, my name is Kwe, and you can find me on Instagram at miraikat. And I'm Elisa, and I'm Inky Rocks on just about everywhere. <laughs> yeah, y'all are getting a, a little, uh, little, I don't want to say lazy, but uh, a bit sloppy on the intros, eh? No, but it's hard to remember. Like, what platforms am I on now? I need to write it down ahead of time. Yeah, you're not kidding. I, I don't know what platforms I'm on anymore. <laughs> you know. We, we've only done this like uh, 67 times before. <laughs> you you did it 67. We, we are not as... Uh... That's right. We're newbies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're still newbies. <laughs> and Alisha has a good excuse. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Come on. That's right. That's right. Um, so thank you, everybody, for, for joining us. This is the last podcast before we will record our um, Tokyo International Pen Show episode. Uh, and I think we're all looking really forward to that. Before we get into, you know, talking about the pen show, you know, kind of our expectations, what we're looking forward to, um, we do have some other topics that, that we could talk about. So, uh, you know, without further ado, I like to just start with um, kind of talking a little bit about that paper topic we, we had last time um, in the light of... Um, of uh, Cosmo Air Light being discontinued, I think that was, was a little bit of a, not as much as Tomer River, but still a little bit of a shock to the system for a lot of fountain pen fans. And uh, Jacob, you and I, we talked about all these other little paper kind of um, makers, mm. and we actually went out and we bought some of these papers. And so we met up, I think, last week, and we shared some of these papers. Uh, you gave me this, um, what is it, smooth onion skin? Yeah. Is that it? And then I got I got five different papers. I, I gave you um, Sun Sun Kent, Soliste, uh, Slight White, and Half Tone Color White. Oh, and there was another one that I didn't give you, which was B7 Bulky. Yeah. Uh, that one I wanted to try before. It's, it's pretty yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. So why don't we um, talk a little bit about, about these papers? Because I know, Jacob, you're a huge paper fan. You actually, you know, to my understanding, to my knowledge, you actually carry a special pen to, to make sure that you find the best paper available. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I always have my, my evil uh, uh, stress test ink ready whenever I need to test some new paper and I, every notebook at Itoya now has a few lines. Fudefan was here. And so um, we've talked a little bit about the, this particular ink on the podcast before, but what are you looking for when you when you test these papers and why particularly that ink? Well, it's more of a screening test. I mean, it's not that the paper is going to be good just because it behaves well with that ink and, and, and vice versa. But just in general, in my experience, any paper that can handle that ink well is going to handle any ink without problems. So um, I don't consider a paper bad just because it can't handle this ink, but uh, I'm almost certain that it's going to handle any ink like a champ if it can handle this evil Kakimori ink. So that's why I use this as a screening. Mm -hmm. 
But one thing I will say more recently is that I've come to care less and less about what the ink looks like on the paper and more and more about the actual like uh, feedback and how it feels when you write because that's nowadays that's what I care more about so if I mean there, there's some paper I like that has this very nice just the right amount of feedback like for example this is paper called Lightforge from Hokkaido just the right amount of feedback ink looks kind of okay I would never use that for you know Instagram ink swatches because it doesn't look nearly as nice as say you know Sunset Tomo River but it, I, I much prefer it over Sunset Tomo River because of that feedback because how it feels when mm. I write and um, I, I also noticed that when we were testing the ink you really went you know like a mad scientist mode in a way looking at like the vibrancy um, at the the bleed through at the show through what are some of the things that you're looking for when when you want to see if a paper is is handling that ink well well, so again, it depends on whether you want to use it for ink testing or just for like writing in general. If you want a paper that just is very Instagrammable, then I would say for this particular ink, this this Kakimori ink I'm use, using, um, if if the ink is vibrant, if it doesn't get absorbed, in other words, if it, if if you see a lot of sheen once it dries. And of course, if, if there's no show through, uh, if there's no bleed through, then, you know, that's going to look pretty good. Um, while some of the some cheaper papers tend to look more washed out and you get a lot of feathering and just you don't get any sheen whatsoever. Yeah. And I think of, of the paper that, that we tried last week, personally, I really liked this slight white mm. paper. Um, it's a bit thicker. Uh, it reminds me of uh, the Tomoe River 68 GSM. This um, half-tone uh, or half-tone color white mm. was also pretty good. And I think for me, as as you said just now, these two papers to me, they feel really uh, what I describe as precise. Yeah. Um, they feel like the the nib is, you know, hitting just the paper and unlike uh, Cosmo Air Light, it, it really has a true nib with accuracy. And I feel like I can control the nib to do exactly what I want it to do. Whereas I think for some of the papers with more cushion feel, um, it feels like I'm almost losing control over that over that paper. Mm. So in, in essence, I think we're really talking about the same thing, that feedback of the paper of, you know, how, how you want to write with it. Mm. Yeah, I think my favorite of the bunch was Slight White, which apparently is a collaboration between a papermaker, Hokuetsu, and an art supplies maker. It, it meant to work great with colored pencils, for example. Um, but as we discovered, it's it's fantastic with fountain pens, just because you get just, just the right amount of feedback. You can control you know, your yeah. characters well. Uh, and... Again, it doesn't look, I mean, it's not as Instagrammable as, you know, Grafilo or Tomo River, but it just feels so nice to write on. And I would say the shading is actually pretty good on that paper. Mm. And depending on, on the ink you use, you still do get sheen. I would 
I would argue that this is a variable, very suitable replacement for Tomer River 68, if not maybe even better, just because of how, how much sharper it feels. Mm. Um, whereas uh, Halftone Color White, that's m- a much uh, thinner paper. I think that's a suitable replacement for um, the Techo paper, Tomer River uh, 52. Yes, I mean the only thing, short thing on my shopping list for uh, for tips uh, this month is going to be uh, some A4 slight white loose sheets because I definitely want some of this. <laughs> yeah, myself. that's a it's it's a good one. Um, but we we did talk about and this is a little bit of a tangent, I suppose. But we we talked a little bit about how unfortunate the naming of these papers are <laughs> i think tomoe river was, was kind of just really catchy right and cosmo air light wow you know cool name i think slight white is probably less marketable as a name <laughs> and so is half tone color white yeah slight white is not that uh, seo friendly it's kind of hard to google <laughs> yeah um uh Koya, let's up. have you guys tried um any new papers since Tomoe River has been discontinued? Are you experimenting with uh, with other products? Um, for my part, I'm really ashamed that, you remember, we did all these tests, I think, uh, summer 2021. And mm. I, yeah, I, I never posted yeah. the picture. <laughs> 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 and I think we, we tried like 20 kind of different paper, and I'm so mm. sorry that... It completely like get out of, uh, yeah. So I, I I need to how to say, maybe find some hour and uh, and uh, post them and yeah yeah yeah. My bad, but I I like the life uh, bank paper. I know that the reaction with many mm. inks is very very um, surprise surprising, but for letter mm. writing is one of the one I I often use. I have the notepad, so it's a good. Um, uh, compromise. Um, if not, uh, I'm still. I have the stock of my Tomori River I bought just before we, before you announced that it will get completely uh, sold out. So I, I still get maybe a five, <laughs> five or six of the notebooks. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, um, how to say? Um, uh, for a while, I think I, I still have enough of them. So not, not that much new. Uh, new uh, test except the one we we did last summer i think alessa has been exploring some european yeah yeah that's basically where i kind of went in that direction because i think i just got a little bit overwhelmed with all the different paper in japan and um i don't know have you guys heard of new gray yeah yeah yeah, it was so weird have you talked to the guy about it when the guy was selling it I guess I'm, you know, what, why, why did you make this paper? He says, because it's gray. And that was basically the answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was, it's fine, but it's just gray. But yeah, I, I um, <clears throat> had ordered some paper from Pen Heaven and it was given some. And I really uh, like Stanford paper. And I was really shocked at how much I would like the, the European papers. I'd kind of gotten into this Japan's got superior paper which I I tend to believe but I kind of got into that where you kind of thought maybe other paper wasn't as good and I've used Rhodia and Clairefontaine and I like both of them with the emphasis on like you know I don't love both of them Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um, Stanford 
and I also ordered a Roma and Lariche and they all had I think I just got so um, disappointed with um, Cosmo Airlight and the fact that the new Tomoa River is just a little bit spongy for mm. me a little bit mm. just a very little mm. bit and these papers had nice crisp feedback mm-hmm. and it, it was it was really pleasant to write with and I kind of had to rearrange my head a little bit and they aren't as you know they they could handle a lot of the stress tests but I don't think they're going to be the showy paper like Tamal River is when it comes to like showing sheen and chroma shading and stuff like that I just don't think anybody really has been able to beat Tamal River on that but just for writing for journaling and just the, like like um, Jacob was saying now one of the things I'm looking at is just not whether or not a paper will show sheen and all that because there's a lot of papers that do all these specialty things with specialty inks I wanted something mm. I could just write and it felt good to write it felt you know fun to use a fountain pen just to write not to drip ink or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. and basically I found all three papers held up really well and they were enjoyable particularly the Stamford and that's like handmade and um, just north of London so yeah I've been exploring European papers and I've been been very pleasantly surprised by it and somewhat related to that but you discovered that some of those leather covers were surprisingly affordable compared to what we're used to here in Japan absolutely I bought a very small like you know color chart that's the company that Itoya sells I think they sell a lot Mm. of uh, I don't know different leather goods and stuff and literally everything was twice as expensive as exact same thing mm. as it was that I had ordered from um, this company that and they had imported it from Italy. One was from Italy and one was from France, and uh, and then one from England. And it, it was mm. just it was much more affordable. You could get a, an A5 journal with a removable, reusable leather cover for like fifty dollars, and that's just you can't do that here in Japan, even even with the yen rate. Right. Yeah, right. So I I thought that was just a nice. Um, um, option. So, yeah, I, I would definitely encourage you to try that slight white yeah. then, because I think it has crisp, that crisp that feeling. Feedback. Yeah, 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 that crisp feeling. That, and I, I agree with you that Sunset Tomer River, it, it feels a little bit more cushioned. Just it a feels real a little, little bit. bit more like yeah, Cosmo just a real little. Yeah, bit. not enough to put me off the paper at all, but it's I could feel it a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely usable, but I think um, when you have like Grafilo and Tomer River, those were tend to be a little bit more crisp, um, and Sunzen definitely doesn't feel yeah, the same I way. Mm-hmm. One thing that is different about Slight White, so, so when we think of fountain pen friendly paper, we usually mean some form of coated paper. Tomer River is famously coated, you know, Cosmo Light is coated, Grafilo is coated, and so on. Slight white is not coded apparently according to the website. I wonder if that is has something to do with you know the like the, that feedback you get and and maybe it handles oils better than because of that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um. All right. So moving on to the the next topic, uh, we didn't actually talk about this, but there have been some new platinum pens. But you wouldn't necessarily know unless you're part of this mailing list. And we used to have this uh, almost, I want to say, segment where every two weeks we we laugh at some random thing that Morrison <laughs> did. So we're, we're going to bring that back. Um, 
so the the first pen you actually uh Jacob you did a you did a reel about this right this is the uh white tiger um 3776 in the Nice model. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. that pen seems to be, it's already sold out as far as I understand. Big reason for that is, of course, that nowadays you can just email, even if you don't live in Japan, you can just email Morizan directly and, um, and order it. So he, he sold a lot overseas apparently and is now uh, sold out. And it was an unusual model. I mean, we talked about that in pre previous episodes but it's unusual in that I mean it was this sort of I'm not sure if it was white or sort of cream but then more importantly it had ruthenium ruthenium trims which is kind of unusual for a platinum pen yeah and it's really interesting because uh in this mailing list there are two versions of pictures there's the picture that Licto takes for their shop and you know and, you know, among these leaves, it's really nice. Mm. And then you have the photocopier, <laughs> the scanner. The scanner. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but where... that's his, his signature. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Flatting yeah. all the dimension in in the, in the scanner. Yeah. And there are just li these little details on the... So on the nib is engraved this face of a... I believe it's a tiger. And um, on the top, it looks like, you know, part of their stripes, but it actually says a W for Wagner. Mm. So it's a little detail that um, some people might not realize if, if they if they miss it. But I want to talk about these grinds, Jacob. Um, so <laughs> before I do that, before I do that, uh, Morrison sold the two pens, and we're going to talk about the second one, but he sold the two pens a little differently. Uh, the first pen, which is this white tiger, um, he opened up the orders for it with the domestic orders and the international orders together, right? So, mm. so yeah. people who are overseas, they they got the the notification at the same time. Actually, slightly and, a bit earlier than the yeah. Japanese one, yeah. And Morrison was surprised at how many uh, overseas customers wanted to order the pen. So. With that in mind, let's talk about the the grinds. They have two. They commissioned two um, nib sizes. The first is soft fine SF, and you know it's just SF. And then the second, which is the M, mm. you have the choice of uh, what he calls adjusted, which is you know like just the way it's it's weird because in English it says adjusted, but in Japanese, it says Ari no Mama, which means he didn't touch it. Well, it doesn't actually mean, I mean, in according to, I think, the, the website or somewhere, uh, what he means by that is that he does basic check to see if the tines are aligned. And, right. you know, if, if anything needs to be done to make it right, okay. But he doesn't do any uh, grinding, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, I'm going to go out of order, okay? There's extra fine, which, you know, it's, it's fairly self-explanatory. There's cursive italic, all right? And then there is wet and creamy. <laughs> and that was apparently by far the most popular one uh, among his overseas customers. He was surprised by that, and I don't think he realizes why. <laughs> I'd order it, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just to say you had that. <laughs> exactly. Wet and creamy. Mm. Nice. Uh, th- that aside, the pen is the pen is uh, is quite handsome. Um, ruthenium trim, uh, and the, the body I believe is is a little matte, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on this white Nice model, which I thought platinum wasn't making anymore, it's it's quite a nice handsome pen. There, there's a bit of a translucency there, mm. and you can see through it a bit. It does look quite ethereal. It's it it's a nice pen. The only problem I think is that. I suspect the ruthenium is not going to hold up well over time. And the pen I had already showed signs of, you know, I'm not sure what, what, what to call it, but I think you you have experience with that from your um, plating experiments. Uh, you know that ruthenium is quite difficult in that sense. It very easily comes off, right? Yeah, um, when Nagahara grinds nibs like this, he usually uh, puts a piece of tape over so he doesn't damage the plating as well. Yeah, so. yeah, but I don't, I, I don't mean just the nib. I'm even talking about the, like the cap band, the, the trims. Yeah, th- there are some reports of of this particular plating being being quite volatile. Mm. It, it seems to happen to some pens, but not others, mm. right? If it holds, it holds, and then if it doesn't hold, it flakes off immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that was the White Tiger, um, and the the way that. I ordered the White Tiger is that I emailed Morisan and said, I want, you know, these White Tigers. Mm. And he said, okay, I've secured your order. Um, please send your money to this place. So I send the money to this place. I email him. I say, I've sent the money. And he says, I received it, which sounds pretty normal, right? The next one, which is the Danwastu, um, the mm. kind of um, counseling <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I usually counseling. call it the, the his pen clinic. Yeah, pen clinic, um, pen clinic uh, version was a platinum president. Yeah, it's a it's a purple president, and um, again, this this pen is quite handsome. What's unique about this is that it's matte, but not only is the body matte, the section is also matte. And I think in his blog, he mentioned that this might be one of the only pens, mm. uh, or Wagner might be one of the only um, groups or or pens that has this matte um, matte grip yeah okay uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read out the grinds there's adjusted and then in Japanese it says butt left shape by Yukio Nagahara mm. and we've talked about this butt left. in English it says Naginata so mm. I'm I'm not really like we all know it is a Naginata but I, I'm just not sure why he doesn't you know keep it consistent i think now because of the previous models i think he's i mean if you assume that the japanese version goes to the wagner members they might by now know what this star trek grind is about but yeah. maybe his overseas customers especially first time ones will have no idea what that, what that means yeah um but the previous one he had it i think in no he didn't have any english explanation it was just uh, the name mm. So these are the grinds available for the 18 karat C nibs. Mm. And and then for the M nibs, he has adjusted, wet and creamy, soft kugel, cursive italic soft, and axe shape. 
Do any of you know what axe shape is? I would assume architect. Yeah. Oh, and, and for the 18 karat um, C nib, he also had spoon shape. I wonder what the difference is between spoon and like soft kugel. Like, to me, that sounds like similar ideas. Yeah. So one one of the the friends of the show, um, they they emailed Mr. Mori and they said, "What is a spoon shape uh, nib?" And he sent her back an image, and it was basically just a round nib. Um, like a. But. Like a, to do calligraphy, like the. No. No. no? No, it's it's just a round nib, and, and he sent a picture of a pelican BB. He says this is what it looks like. So, I don't know why it's called a spoon shape, but Morisan's coming up with these wild, crazy names for for the different stuff that he does, and you know, it's funny, but you gotta appreciate it. You know, you gotta appreciate the the oyaji ness <laughs> in in these. Releases. But I think it's just great that he's he's opened up. You know, a lot more it seems like to yep. like sell overseas. I, I think a lot of Japanese companies are crazy not to, and I think like yep. since he did have success with it, maybe other people will try too. But that's encouraging. Yeah. Uh, one of the the things that I noticed is that this axe shape. He says he's only shipping it to Taiwan, Japan, and Hong Kong. Oh, why? He's not. He's not shipping it to. I uh, I don't know. He says this is um. This is specifically for writing in kanji, so he's not shipping it to anywhere else, <laughs> which to me is is wild. Yeah. But that's interesting. I think we, I mean, many episodes ago, I think we talked about how there are some like Montblanc nibs from like the seventies, like some EF yep. nibs yep. that are supposed to be like accidentally like, very good for like, Asian calligraphy. Yep. I wonder if that's the inspiration for this. Maybe, maybe.、Uh, we'll never know because I don't think you nor I bought one of these, right? No, I didn't. Well, I, I did order two of the、uh, presidents, but both with the Nagahara grind, so that's safer. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get the wet and creamy. I did not get the wet and creamy.、Oh, <laughs> yeah.、Um, yeah. So, so those are the Wagner pens, but this Wagner pen was really weird because the way you bought it was that. Um, he specifically mentions in his in his email. He says, "I don't want to deal with you annoying customers anymore. So you're going to tell me what pens you want." And then he sent a blank B B C C email saying, "Okay, now send me the money, but don't tell me, don't email me saying that you've sent the money." And so you you send this money. You know, it's not a Unsubstantial amount of money. You send this money out, and you have no idea if it got through to the right person or the right place, and you have no idea if he received it. And then all of a sudden, the pens show up on your doorstep. <laughs> Was that the same experience for you, Jacob? So when I ordered the、um, the white tiger, I I did the Furukami bank transfer. I didn't. I can't remember if I emailed him back, but I've done that in the past. And and in the past, like one or two days later, he replied back and said, "I I got I got your money, and and I'll be shipping it soon." But this time he didn't. So one week later, I like asked him, you know, did did, he, did you see the, my my payment? And then he said, "Yeah, I got it."、Um, now I just now actually like, like an hour ago, I I paid for the president pants. 
Um, I'm not even sure if I should send him an email or if, or if he will get angry. Yeah, he specifically says, don't email me because <laughs> it's a pain in the butt. Mm. Yeah, so weird way to do business, but it is what it is. Yeah, it makes me feel a bit... I mean, I would m- much prefer to pay via PayPal. I understand why he would prefer bank for the common bank transfer over PayPal yeah. because, you know, transaction fees and so on. But from the buyer's perspective, it's a bit unnerving. I mean, it's getting a bit better nowadays, but in general, you know, the whole... The way you do like, bank transfers in Japan, it's very old-fashioned yeah. and you kind of wonder if you sent it to the right destination or if you just went out in the nothingness yeah, yeah and it took so many yeah, click and form and oh. mm. now, now it's a lot easier with the apps but japan has like a different banking method to like the rest mm-hmm. of the world so even like international transfers are really really difficult to do um yeah, so that that's Wagner. Um, anybody else have anything to say, or we can move on to the next topic? Since we're talking about Wagner and uh, and Morrison, I was just reading his blog, and he was writing about Tokyo Pen Show and his plans. And I still thought it was funny that he he was slightly critical of, of tips. He said that it's really n- not an Tokyo International Pen Show; it's domestic glass pen and ink show. <laughs> So he was snarky about it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, but but that's funny accurate. because he he goes he goes to all of the the Tono Limbs shows. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but at least Tono Limbs, you you know what to expect. That's true. Yeah, that is true. But you know, give it some time, and you know we're gonna have some new vendors this year, yeah. which I think we'll talk <laughs> about later. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about, we we've discussed this two episodes um, already. But this Mont Blanc Naruto, uh, I just can't get over it. Um, I actually went to the store to to purchase one last uh, last Wednesday, and I got to see the real thing in my hand. And I have to say that they they did a really good job. Uh, mostly, I would give it like a seven out of ten. The barrel is is deeply engraved uh, with these motifs of clouds, and what's really interesting is that. When you turn the pen, the way that the light reflects on the pen actually makes the clouds look like they're, sh- like you know, reflecting the light. So they kind of shimmer. And interestingly, what they've done with the clip is that it's not anodized; it's actually lacquered on the orange. But I, I do have a criticism in that the engraving for for the cap, the Naruto engraving, I feel like that could probably have been done a little bit better, mm. and especially on the the ring the orange ring on the section uh, close to the nib. This is this is the part that I have the most gripes with. The the pen being like almost a thousand dollars, right? It it's not perfect. So the, on I would say three of the four pens that I saw, it had like these protrusions. It looks like it was like it almost looks like it was hand painted on and, and it wasn't perfectly straight through the pen and I, I i thought that you know for a thousand dollar pen mm. y- y- you gotta get those details right right because it's the the higher in price you go the the more attention you have to pay in mm. terms of these details 
And it was clear that Mont Blanc are trying to do something new because the leather goods, I look at the leather goods as well, and then the printing on the on the leather goods was not crisp at all. So I think that was a little bit disappointing that the the printing on the on the leather was was a bit low quality to be honest. But I think overall the pen itself, I, I think it's a winner. I think it's a winner and and I saw a lot of people um, you know, different people have different takes on it. Some people thought it was, you know, lowered Mont Blanc's brand value, but I really see this as Mont Blanc reaching out to to new audiences and doing something different. And, and people who, you know, Naruto, I think it's the 20th anniversary this year. So people who grew up watching Naruto, they're like, you know, 30, 35 now. And, you know, the, they are now of the age where they can be both fans of Naruto and also afford to go out and buy Mont Blanc. So I actually think that's quite smart. So last time I compared this to Platinum's Star Wars pens, which is kind of similar, mm-hmm. sort of wacky slash interesting idea with somewhat questionable execution. But then I thought about it. Another example is Pilot's Pokemon pens and you know they, they did this Pikachu yeah. pen right which and not only you know they're like low end coconut but on their very classy you know high end silver pens which are like boardroom pens yep. right and I think they I have one yeah and they pull that off very well I was thinking and I think yep. you have that one so and now you have this one as well yep. so how would you compare the execution yeah uh, I would say that with the with the pilot one, there are no flaws, mm. right? You you can have an opinion on the base pen itself, right? You you can say I prefer the one four six over over the pilot silver, and that that's a valid thing to say. Mm. But I think the the product itself, right? The way that they, as you say, executed it, mm. there are no flaws in in the pilot one. Mm. Whereas, um, oh, and, and the price point is is a bit different too. It's about $250 um, different mm. and so I think you know we <laughs> at least I call pilot um, uragiranai pilot-san so the pilot, pilot who never betrays us right it's it's just the quality of their, their craftsmanship and, and the mm. people that they work with and I think those are actually hand hand done rather than uh, rather than the Mont Blanc ones which uh, have less detail mm. I would say more machine parts mm. um and yeah i would expect for for a higher quality but i still think overall it's a super super cool pen especially the nib looks really awesome and here's the difference between pilot and mont blanc pilot only came out in uh, m nibs which they misadvertised as f nibs whereas mont blanc had uh seven different nib options that you can choose from F, M, uh, O, M, O, B, O, B, B, uh, and I think you can ch- choose uh, B as well, regular B. Oh, so, they went all in on this. That's interesting. Yeah. The only nib that you can't choose is the BB nib, um, mm. but the ones that they deliver to the stores only have F and M. So if you want the OBB, you have to you have to do a nib exchange. So I'm waiting for, for a few months for that. But I, I think it's really cool. And then to your point about ruthenium, this is actually ruthenium plated. Uh, so so we'll see. But I think the, the quality of the ruthenium plating, it 
almost looks and feels more high quality than that of the platinum one. Mm, interesting. So I think there's a there's an elephant in the room where you have a sailor who's you know renewed their their factory um, Sailor Moon's thirtieth anniversary is this year, and they've done a Sailor Moon pen before. I think there's some some kind of a lost opportunity. Yeah. Right, I was Blake? waiting desperately and nothing happened. Uh, I, and for information, I lost the lottery of the glass Sailor Moon glass pen that they did for the yeah. anniversary. So good for my wallet and bad for my mind. <laughs> <laughs> bad for your soul. <laughs> yeah, but I was so yeah. hoping that Sailor will will jump on the like opportunity to make something like f- bigger than what they they made the set. I think was one bottle of ink and. And a pink, yeah. um, kind of pink uh, sailor uh, pro gear, if I'm not wrong, or pro gear slim. No, it's it's a it's a steel. I see steel Okay. And it's a it's a 1911. Okay, okay, and um, and I think they made one another set f- with the um, uh, like with the black ink. Like, I think there were there were two sets of them, but maybe it's like m- more than five years ago they released it. Maybe it was for the 25. Yeah anniversary I, I guess which makes makes me kind of wonder because they are the really the 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 foremost brand in targeting younger ladies yeah. and I feel like yeah this is definitely a lost opportunity yeah I don't I don't but, I don't understand why they didn't do anything yeah on a macro level though um, Jacob Alessa what do you think about these pen brands working with um, you know animation or something that's less traditionally associated with with fountain pens what do you think of collaborations like that well I, I think it's a home run I I don't think they can go wrong with that if you look at any other luxury brand brand like clothing brands a lot of them you know like the Doraemon yeah. like you were talking about last time and um, I think it's just such an interesting juxtaposition of a luxury brand <laughs> and an anime and mm-hmm. I I really like that. Yeah. I, I like I told you guys earlier. I don't know who Naruto is. I've never seen it, but I, I wanted the pen, and I thought for a while about maybe going over and getting <laughs> just like the, the pencil case or whatever, just because mm-hmm. it just looks really cool. I, I like it. And if um, like you said with Sailor, it'd be nice if they did Sailor Moon. That would be awesome. Or Totoro or any of those. Um, I think they would, yeah. they would be home runs. Well, you should at least go <laughs> yeah, out and get the yeah. ink. Yeah, I think Totoro, there was um, this um, uh, clothing, Loewe, a brand who made the whole collection yeah, yeah. Um, some months ago. And now I think Porter has made some um, bags release and, and, and it goes with the opening of the Ghibli Park oh, this, really? this next yeah. month. So I think... Yeah. They are like they are following what's going on and and they are reacting on it and I don't understand why Sailor didn't yeah do yeah. anything. I agree. Yeah, Jacob, what are your thoughts on these uh, on these uh, new age trends? Well, I don't think it's new. I, I think there's a precedent for this, not with fountain pen specifically, but if you go to like a big Japanese like supermarket or, or department store, there's gonna be like a whole section for something called like character mm-hmm. bungu. Right, there's all kinds yeah. of like pen cases and uh, pencils and all kinds of school supplies, 
from your well-known um, stationary companies that, that have all kinds of like like Ampaman or whatever yeah. like uh, anime characters on them right so i think that this is fairly common the unusual thing here is that we're looking at like high-end stationery. Yeah, luxury. You, 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 we, mm. we aim for for a market who has money, <laughs> at least right. some money. And and as she I said, yeah, they aim for like young, like teenager, like who follow. It. Same with Pokemon, who used to follow mm. the the anime or the 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 cards and stuff like that, and then now have the power to to buy something that more precious but remind them some childhood souvenir and stuff like that. So it's, uh, I, I can, uh, I, yeah, it makes me laugh when I, I read the comments and people are like, oh, I will never buy a Mont Blanc anymore. How can, how, how can you guys go so, uh, how to say, so, so low in, in, your, in your marketing? And I'm like, come on, it's, it's unfair to, you don't judge what, you, what people like. Like, you don't like it, just don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I think one of the brands that did a really good uh, collaboration is I don't actually know how to say this. Yeah, Tag Heuer. the 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 watches. So yeah, yeah. So they did a Mario mm-hmm. Kart collab. I saw that. Yeah. And oh <laughs> my god, it is so good. It is incredibly good. Like I I want one of these now. So, um, and this is what I was talking about when we we're talking about details, right? I mean. The, the days they have, like in Mario Kart, you know, every day your, your watch shows a new day. But depending on the day, they yeah. might show like a banana or like a star um, or like, you know, a, a red shell. And this mm-hmm. is what you get in the game. And just, you know, they, they, ha- they have like a, this is actually also a partnership mm-hmm. with Formula One. So it's, you know, racing, you have this Mario on it. And it, it's just a... It's just an incredible, you know, piece, and I think, yeah, definitely more and more luxury brands uh, should get on this. Uh, I'm very mm. excited about that. Same here. One last now, thing about this. So I, I also think I never watched uh, Naruto, but when I went through like an anime phase, I watched uh, Rurouni Kenshin. So that's probably the anime I remember mm. the most. So the hero in the in the show has this like reverse blade where like the, the um, the blade is basically blunt, right? And the reverse side is sharp. So I would love to see mm. a Rurouni Kenshin-themed fountain pen that is some kind of reverse grind where you have some kind of oh. fat grind with some <laughs> sharp in reverse. That would be perfect. Because you are, you have some uh, work to <laughs> yes, do. That's right. <laughs> All right, Jacob, you, you give me the contacts of, of, the, of the studio and uh, yeah, make it happen. Um, yeah, I think, I think it, you know, so as you said, they're just home runs. This is a this is a no brainer now, given the the age of the demographics of the people yeah. that grew up with this, right? So, um, definitely looking forward to more. Um, all right. Uh, next thing I want to talk about are the platinum and Nakaya mm-hmm. price increases. So Nakaya announced the price increase uh, first, and a lot of people who were reading the the price increase went well there's all the prices stayed the same so what nakaya actually referred to was the the difference in the the exchange rate they 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 cited the exchange rate they cited the cost of materials so 
if you look at the Japanese prices, they're going up about 30%. From November 1st. From November 1st, yeah. Um, and, and they did cite that because of the exchange rates, some of the U.S. prices will remain the same, which I'm not sure is a, is a good or bad strategy. I think um, BOJ just announced that they are going to take action to prevent further drastic slip of, of the yen, but obviously we don't know how far it's going to go. Um, and yeah, they said Japan will take, quote-unquote, bold action to stem currency volatility mm. if needed, whatever that means. Uh, but the platinum price increase, which I don't believe is public yet, uh, that's going to come into effect in January. And again, across the board, we're seeing 20 to 30% increases in price. So, for example, the Karakusa is going from 88,000 yen to 110,000 yen. Um, the celluloids are going from uh, 38,500 to 44,000. Rhodium finished. I didn't know this, but apparently the rhodium trimmed uh, centuries, 3776 centuries, are more expensive, but they're going from uh, almost 20,000 to 25,000. And then the regular century, which is the gold trim, is uh, 16,000 going to 22,000, which actually puts, I believe, Pilot as, again, the most affordable uh, gold nib pen in the domestic market. And Jacob, you and I have discussed this, but for many, many years, Platinum's 3776 century had been voted as the, the top mm. pen um, or the top, um, yeah, the top pen in Japan almost precisely because mm. of this price point, right? Uh, so do you think this is going to impact the way that people are going to buy uh, in terms of the brands? Or do you think that the Japanese market really think that, you know, 3776 is the great pen that, that the sales numbers show it to I be? I think it is going to change because I think a big part of it is the whole value proposition, right? I mean, back back in the day, yep. I mean, famously you had Platinum, Pilot and Sailor, they all had a gold nib offering at 10,000 yen. Right. Yep. So you had 3776, you have custom 74, and you had, I think it was Profits, uh, Profit Standard. Right. Uh, Profit Standard is yep. a smaller pen. Um, so I think it didn't, wasn't really in, in the same range, but it was really custom 74 versus 3776. And if 3776 becomes more expensive, I really think. You know, the custom seventy four is looking like a really, really interesting uh, first entry level gold nib pen. Yeah, and even on their low end, right? Uh, you had the Plazier, who's competing against the Kakuno, yeah. right? And the Plazier is going from uh, one thousand one hundred yen to thousand six hundred fifty yen, whereas the Kakuno remains at a thousand mm. yen. Yeah, it, it may well so. be that Pilot eventually increases the prices. I think, you know, usually yeah. like big companies that they have very big like currency swaps to, 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 to stabilize and avoid like drastic changes. So that's also why, you know, even like companies like Apple, like usually, you know, the price of an iPhone remains the same for its, its lifetime. Uh, it's the only when the new, next yeah. model comes that, that they need to adjust the prices, right? So that usually, you know, well-run big companies tend to do that. So I'm sure that has something to do with that. Um, 
By the way, just one thing related that's kind of interesting, but Pilot has been absolutely crushing it this year. So, you know, overall, the market in Japan is like down 6%, I believe, which, by the way, compared to the US, it's not Mm. too good. It's not too bad. But, you know, the market is down 6%. Sailors also down roughly in line with the market. Pilot is up 35%. (laughs) They're like outperforming pretty much everyone, and not just stationary (laughs) companies, but like the the big blue chip companies and even like growthy tech stocks. Pilot is just crushing it this year. Pilot is, uh, and you know, what you just said just now, a Mm. well-run company has these contingencies, right? And and now we're seeing the strength of of Pilot as a, not a brand, Mm. but a company, right? Like the, the management of that company We've always talked about that on, on this podcast that Pilot's the most mm. well-run um, company of all of them. But, you know, you're really seeing the strength of that, the diversification mm. in their product lineup. Even though I think for Fountain Pen fans, sometimes we're unhappy with how few uh, new and colorful releases mm. they do. You know, they, they definitely have a, have a good way to manage their, their products and, and, their, and yeah. their company. So, you know, hats off to, to them yeah. for that. Yeah, um, I think the other thing that I want to want to point out is that once these prices go up, I don't see them. You know, the the yen's in the toilet right now, but that is what it is. It's not going to be in the toilet forever. And I think once it stabilizes and goes back, so meaning when the U.S. Fed decides to to you know go back to a sane um, a sane interest rate. Platinum's not reducing these prices from that, right? So I think, yeah, we're going to see... It's a good buy to those good old days um, where you could buy a gold nib pen for $100, right? And it's going to be a good buy forever to those Mm. days. So inflation is real even in Japan. Yeah, that's been quite... I mean, I Inflation in Japan has been like an oxymoron. That, that that doesn't that's an impossible combination, <laughs> right? But now now it's actually happening. Yeah. Yeah, but we talked about this offline as well. The 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 issue is that wages aren't inflating. So, you know, we're going to we're going to see a little bit of a crunch, yeah. I think, for for a lot of these Japanese companies who who are quickly realizing that a weak yen is not what they want. Um and I think the Kaede and Dan also are saying, yeah, we don't want this weak yen. Um, we don't want this kind of a, this kind of a situation. So, you know, uh, we'll see. But I think maybe, I hope this will push, again, Alyssa, then to your point, some of these Japanese companies to sell abroad so that they're not, um, they're not making a negative in revenues. All right. Um, we got to move on pretty quickly. Uh, Wancher. Um, so I've said a few weeks ago, I ordered this Wancher, uh, glass pen that they have the Kunisaki glass pens and, um, and Jacob, you ordered the Capic glass pen. And I, I managed to, to take this from you. Um, do you want to do a recap of, of Capic for people who might've missed it? Well, so, so just a recap of the whole thing. So, I mean, you wrote your famous spicy article about Wancher uh, right? <laughs> and was posted everywhere, including on Reddit. And it was an interesting Reddit thread where some people asked about, you know, what about Wancher's other pens? Are they also not made in Japan? And then someone asked about, you know, the glass pens in particular. Yep. And then 
one uh, eagle-eyed uh, commenter on Reddit, I think like Sincerely Spicy, if I remember the name correctly, yes. yeah. found out <laughs> that the pens are indeed made in Japan, but then there is this... Um, but then like, a, a prison is selling remarkably similar pens for a fraction yep. of the price. And the prison is located in the same prefecture and it, it, the pens look the same. Um, is this just a coincidence or is there something more going on here? So, I mean, for that reason, you ordered the, the, the pen from Wancher. I ordered the, um, the pen from, the, from the, the prison shop. Um, we also, or I asked Wancher and I got two different responses, which was kind of interesting. The, the reply on the English Instagram account was, no, this is not the same. And on the Japanese account was, uh, we can't answer that question. Um, but anyway, now finally we have the Wancher one and we have the prison pen side by side. Well, I don't have it, but you have them side by side now. So how would you describe the differences? All right, so let, let's start with the pen rest. Um, no, let's start with the packaging. The packaging is different. So the, the prison pen comes in this sky blue uh, paper mm. box, whereas the wancher comes in this uh, you know wooden box. It's a little bit more upscale. And uh, it includes um, several things. It includes a glass pen rest, which is the same um, design as the rest of the pen. Uh, it comes with the mm. pen itself. And then on the Wancher one, it came with a pen uh, mm. sleeve. And um, if we start with the glass pen rest, the pen rests are designed exactly the same down to the number of flowers that they have in there, which is strangely suspicious. And if you turn over, they use exactly the same size, height, material, of this kind of like a mm. foam, um, a little foamy kind of thing. It looks exactly the same. The size is almost mm. exactly the same. The pens themselves, however, uh, are, are slightly different in size. The I think the Wancho one was slightly longer, if if I recall correctly. But given that these are these are you know pulled mm. glass, I'm not super surprised that they're not mm. all exactly the same size the design is literally mm. exactly the same uh in, down to the very mm. flowers now because the the capic program the prison program they're not you know they're not professional uh mm. glass makers right like so so i don't expect that the same person made all of the pens it's probably a program where mm. there's some kind of a pattern and then you know you make it from the pattern so the waves are slightly different, but I think the design is uh, is close enough um, that I think our suspicion um, holds mm -hmm. water. Now, the, the thing that weirds me up the most is this pen sleeve or this pen, yeah, this pen case that you get from the Wancher one. And it is hilarious because the pen sleeve is clearly not designed for the glass pen because the glass pen is actually too long for the pen case so you can't actually close the pen sleeve um i have to get these in front of you jacob they mm. are you just you know it, it's almost one of those things where you 
you almost have to see it to believe it. It's remarkably, uh, it's remarkably similar. It's remarkably similar. And the the gripe that we have, uh, or at least I have, I think you as well, is that the prison is selling it for five thousand yen. Uh, Wancher is selling it for two hundred dollars. And yeah, so I think it's okay. It's even admirable. Again, we've talked about this. It's admirable that they're trying to, if they were trying to promote um, a, the the rehabilitation of these prisoners back in society by teaching them valuable skills. I think that is very admirable. Um, the problem is when you when you take those cheaply made products and then you create a a myth around some you know mythical kunisaki glass makers and then you mark up the price by four to five times yeah i mean that that's the whole thing right i mean these pens are cheap precisely because they are prison work everything on that capic website the online store is Mm -hmm. cheap everything is cheap uh, because it is prison work so here you are hiding the fact that it's prison work and you're marking up by close to 500 percent which you have to put this into perspective when you like we have talked about like some resellers like you know the jp selection pensarchy sometimes they have uh, markups in the range of 50 to sometimes in excess of 100 percent but it's not that sort of where it ends while here you have a markup of <laughs> close to 500 percent and you are and and there's no mention of, or there's a whole like different backstory. I mean, this is so, so shady. Yeah, so yeah shady. it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. How, how do it's they write? Um, I haven't actually written with my my Wancher one, but Jacob, you you tried it. Yeah, right? I, I think that, I think they're pretty good. The nibs are pretty big, and and. And they hold a lot of ink because the grooves are pretty deep. So yeah, I mean, it's glass pens. They're, they're pretty good. Problem is that you're hiding the hiding the fact that the prison work and the setting is for a crazy, crazy markup. Yeah. And, and the nib is the dead giveaway, right? I mean, we talked about it on the mm. show before, but it's there's this whole thing in in the glass pen industry where each uh, each glass pen maker has a different way of making their nibs, and that's what makes them unique. But the nibs are, are exactly the same. Well, are you guys sure that it's a, a training program as opposed to maybe there's a guy that's a glass pen maker and he's in jail and that, you know, he's making it as part of, like, you know, what he does for work every day? I mean, is it is, is it, do you know for a fact he, that it is several different people? I'm just, I'm just curious, that's all. Yeah, yeah. I think even if it were just this one master glass pen maker who's in prison you know uh marking it up oh oh yeah well that that that's unconscionable that, that markups is crazy yeah. but i was just curious because you know glass pen making is such a very small 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 mm. niche thing you know and i'm just wondering if you know he like didn't pay his taxes one year or something and this one dude's over there just making pens because that's what he does as opposed to like teaching someone how to make glass pens. I mean, because mm. I find it kind of hard to believe that a prison program would have glass rods. You got to have a pretty hot flame. I mean, it's just kind of an odd thing to have. Yep. And so I just like I said, I was just wondering maybe if he like got in trouble with taxes or something, and some dude that actually makes them. Yeah. But it just seems such an odd thing to have as a a prison program. 
So I spent a lot of time trying to find out if there are any like other like, glass studios in like, um, in Kyushu or in, especially in uh, Oita Prefecture. If, if there's any possibility that you know these varnish pens are sourced anywhere else, and I, I I spent a lot of time that, and I could really not find any, anything that comes anywhere close to these glass pens. So the so I I'm fairly certain that these are made in a prison because there's just no like if there's another glass artist somewhere then then they they are have absolutely no social media or like online presence whatsoever and no one has ever posted posted anything about them in ever well, like, I which think, seems yeah yeah i think you guys evidence is pretty overwhelming i mean yeah. it sounds like that's what it is i mean yeah. just the the few things that you showed me it looked exactly alike mm. but um yeah, that's just kind of an interesting, odd thing. They must have like went up. They must have looked and just had seen that website and go, "Oh, this is a good deal," or I mean, or I yeah. And they probably thought they could get away with it, right? Because I mean, not too many people know about you know, prison industry. Uh, yeah, but they didn't know you were on the case there, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm on the Capic website. It says it's a. Correctional Association Prison Industry Corporation, and uh, and so basically they take a portion of these sales to um, fund the victims of, of, of mm. crimes, and this, it, as far as I understand it, um, is is also a way to introduce people to work after they they get released, and so yeah. The the data is pretty old. It's from it's from like a few years, or the text is from a few years ago, but it's basically saying that there's been you know forty one thousand people uh, who are employed in these more traditional crafts mm. work, and they're, they're trying to you know facilitate the return to society and that they they're able to to healthily reintegrate is is the reading that I'm yeah I'm I'd like from I'd this. like to buy a pen so, from one of the guys yeah. once they came out of prison. That would be interesting. You know? And I would love to know this story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. I, who, who is this person or, or these people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can you can always telephone them <laughs> Monday through Friday, nine to five. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So, one of the more exciting um, pen releases, the Moonman C Four, Jacob. Yes. So I, I finally got mine. Uh, I ordered two of them, and it is. I want one, by the way. When you when you decide to sell, <laughs> well, it is really exactly what I was hoping for. So this is it's like a tribute to like, Japanese mm -hmm. vintage pens. So like the shape is really this this kind of balanced shape that you would come to associate with like Bane, Sakai, Eski, you know, um, and then the clip is a bit like Hakate, like this kind of small, cute, adorable like. It functions more as a roll stopper than a clip, but it, it's really cute. And of course, it is an inkirome or Japanese style eyedropper, uh, and it works quite well. And, and the steel rod, it, it feels more, to me, it feels more high end than an opus because these opus, as we talked about, have this like squeaky sound. And um, this mm -hmm. uh, steel rod works very well. Um, and it takes, you know, the standard Moonman number six ish. Uh, nib units so you can very easily swap and there's enough clearance in the cap f 
for like a Euro size six if that's what you want to use. So I mean, it's everything I was hoping for, and I I, I just love it. And you know what? I I have half a mind to um to maybe do a nib swap with you, with one of those vintage um kind of six five point five size nibs to see if you can't put it into into the mm-hmm. pen to really make it you know further look mm-hmm. like that Sakai SK tribute. But I think this is really like a love story to th- this is a love letter to to vintage Japanese pens. Yeah, right? which which they, also you know really the, well. with the previous one you know the um, that uh, the, the Q1 one. the the Tombow like Q1. I mean that one is is very similar to the Tombow except that it's a demonstrator but the Tombow one hasn't been made for quite a while so I mean that's fair I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is a continuation of that, and I, I think this is one that's going to be super very popular. And this is really Moonman at its best. You know, it's clearly inspired by previous pens, but it's not a straight copy of yeah. anything. Yeah. And it's very well made and it's affordable. And yeah, this is going to be hit. Yeah, that's that. You're right. That's when they hit that yep. sweet spot. They they do a really good job. It's mm. yeah, and, and it's just too bad they do other stupid things. Yeah, you almost wish that they would split it up. Like you have one division that does, you know, the the copycats, and one division yeah, that does the more interesting yeah. stuff. And like the, the stupid section <laughs> and the fun section. Yeah, yeah. please please use different yeah. brand names. Yeah. <laughs> I got a quick question. Um, I I watched his reel hmm. on the the C four, and you you stuck a a sailor nib in there. Yeah. Did you just use the Moon Man feed, or did you stick everything in there? The Moon Man feed. Ah, that's interesting. And it just went in. And it's it w- one of the best feeds. Oh, really? It's one of and the then, best And feeds. it worked just fine. Yeah. Just, you just slid it in there and replaced the nib, and that was it. There was no adjustment. That, that's it. Yeah, that, oh, wow. it was really easy to do. Yeah. That that because that made your that really made the pen. I thought. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, the Moonman nibs—they're okay, but they're kind of boring. Right. You know, they, they don't have much character. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can easily swap nibs makes it a whole lot more interesting. Yeah, and you know, you don't you don't buy the pens for their nibs right. <laughs> you buy the pens for for the other yeah. stuff um yeah and, and you know what's great about uh these i think and i've actually had trouble with my opuses in um like when when i've left ink in there for too long kind of stained the barrel i couldn't get things out and i'm afraid of breaking that rod whereas this moonman c4 um I don't know if you've tried to to disassemble the back, but just given that the rod is is mm. steel, it seems much more um, serviceable, mm. and um, you know at least less fragile, right? Yeah, I think I think that's true. I mean, time will tell how well it holds up, but yeah, I agree. And also, I mean, the fact that they're so cheap, I mean, you can just buy another one if it breaks after a few years. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so um, to our long-awaited expectations, um, Tokyo International Pen Show is in two weeks exactly, and uh, yeah, I think we're all going, right? Well, I'm working it, so same thing. Yeah, I'm working it too. Um, (laughs) And just exactly how are you working it there? (laughs) Yeah, so so I, I I've got a table <laughs> with uh, with gravitas. I've got a table with gravitas pens. Uh, really exciting, and and I think it's good because we're really bringing that international back. 
and we've got a few international vendors. So we've got, you know, Gravitas, and then we have the Pen family for some reason. And um, just a little point on the Pen family. A lot of people were unhappy when they bought Nibs.com because that means they uh, they would own the relationship with Nakaya. And at that time, we were thinking, oh, you know, maybe Nakaya is on a don't ask, don't tell kind of situation. But um, it seems that the, the Pen family folks are actually going to have a meeting with Nakaya uh, when they're here. So so we'll see. There, there might be changes. There might not be changes. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that relationship goes even after um, John Marashaw is no longer the head person uh, in charge of that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I think we're really bringing that international aspect back to back to the Tokyo International Pen Show. Um, hopefully, uh, foreign visitors will be able to actually yeah. purchase tickets <laughs> because their their system doesn't allow non-Japanese credit cards to pay for for the tickets, which is wild. I also heard that from Monday you'll be able to. Uh, you'll be able to reserve a very, very special pen uh, released by Boongabox. So keep keep a lookout for that. And I think if you missed on the 823, you'll definitely want to Oh, do you have an insight? So, yeah, they, they, they just shared some days ago the, the color of the body on their Instagram. A lot of shimmer. <laughs> huh. Yeah, it's a, it's a bandless Rialo. Uh, it doesn't have the, the cap band, and it's going to be a Cinderella-themed uh, Rialo. So this will be uh, twice um, in two years that, for their tips exclusive, they're releasing a Rialo. Every year, usually, they, they swapped up. They, they changed up the, the model. So I remember when they were still in Asakusa, it was the, um, the Magic Valis, which was a Pro Gear Slim. And then the year after, they had the Pro Gear Mini, and then last year they had the Pro Gear Rialo. I think this year it's going to be another Pro Gear Rialo, albeit without the without the ring. So for me, that's personally my number one. Will you be doing grinds? Uh, yeah, I, I will be, but I'm not expecting to to have too much business. For me personally, it's really about you know helping Ben out here, and uh, and I will have a product, hopefully, oh. fingers crossed. Um, released. Yeah, looking So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so, are you the only one doing grinds then? I mean, is um, um, Nagaharo will be Nag- there? But is he going to actually be? No, there he's actually like remote be. or whatever. Yeah, at, at that's, least that's at the least. most. That's the most. I think it's always only just been him, hasn't it? Yeah, so, think so that'll that'll. I think that'll be a good introduction to the Japanese. I really do. Yeah, and the high schoolers will come. Oh, they are. They're coming. But they're not showing. They're they're just attending. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jacob, you you mentioned papers. You wanted the A4 slight white. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go to Yamamoto's uh, table. It's always fun to, to to talk to him as well. Other than that, um, I mean, last year I think. I think uh, the the Comejo table was the most dangerous one for me, and I suspect that's going to be the same uh, oh, yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah. And then there is Penport, which I think is just Mr. Pilot. I'm not sure what, what the name is coming from, but I believe that is just Mr. Pilot's um, vintage pilot uh, mm. business, if you can call it that. And 
And he, he has a different name every year, right? <laughs> he does. He does every year. <laughs> He's got undercover. <laughs> and then that mysterious Chinese-Japanese Fuga is coming back. And this time they apparently have their own nibs. So I'm curious about that. I want to see what kind of nibs they have oh, made. So. Yeah. Because last time they showed, but they, they were refusing it to sell. It was so right? confusing, that, that table. I mean, they clearly had yeah. some interesting stuff, but, but whoever... The person there didn't really know anything and they were on the call all the time and it was hard to get any information. So hopefully they have a better yeah. showing this time. And then finally, I'm really interested to see what Furuta brings this year. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. Okay, what about you? Um, what what are you looking uh, most I think I would to? stop by Yamamoto to, to try some new paper as I was uh, a little bit out of the game uh, this last month. And uh, I know that uh, Edasan <laughs> from Aon uh, Glass Pen will be there from Kurashiki. So he's really, really looking forward to it because I think it's been a very long time he didn't come back to Tokyo and any um, Glass Pen fair, at least in this si side of the country. And um, yeah, uh, of course, Bungo Box Cinderella, just to have a look at it. We never know. <laughs> just look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Always first a look, <laughs> and then we'll see. And uh, I, I, yeah, I'm just uh, curious to go back and and have yeah having a stroll and the ink, of course, the this uh, kind of coral, um, multi-color shading, orange uh, tones, like it changed from all the green and the blue we we had the last mm -hmm. uh, years. Yeah. Um. And also, what are you what are you looking forward to? Obviously, our our live podcast, right? Exactly, the live podcast. <laughs> I'm going to go over and check out your table because I got to support the family here. But um, I'm also really interested in meeting the um, the stationary king. Um, I mm. had just done a lot of research on him earlier because you know he just he's really very knowledgeable about stationery, and he's just he's really good. And I'm curious to see you know, what he's like. I knew last year he was there filming and I watched his video from last year. Um, and then I'm also just curious about seeing Staya. That last year was her first year there and they just had a small presence, but I'm curious what they're going to show up with this year. And then probably Shokido. I just like Shokido. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one, I think. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we're going to have probably the return of international... Um, customers, so unless I expect you'll be be a little bit busier than than years past, um, helping some folks out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they adapt to to the new format because last time we had we had those kinds of visitors uh, or you know those kinds, but you yeah. know international visitors um, was at at the old venue in Asakusa. Yeah, that was the last yep. time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, speaking of of the old venue in Asakusa. Uh, this is not about tips, but the Tono Limbs are going to have their Christmas party at the old venue in Asakusa. So I guess I'm going to the Tono Limbs Christmas yeah. party. All right. And that brings us to the end of our very, yeah. very long episode today. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for, for joining on the podcast. Um, this has been episode 68. Uh, for the listeners who've made it this far, thank you all so much. Um, please share the podcast with a friend. Um, share with people, post on Reddit, post on Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, I don't know, wherever you want to post it. Uh, but just, you know, help us help us spread the word. That that always really helps. And it's, it's always really motivating. So 
With that being said, my name is CY. You can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com, on Instagram and TikTok at tokyostationpens, and on Twitter at tokyostationmnh. And my name is Jacob, and just Google food if any, you'll find me. <laughs> and thanks for having us. My name is Kue. You can find me on Instagram at miraikat. Thanks, guys. I'm Lisa Inky Rocks on Instagram and YouTube and some other stuff. All right. Bye bye. Thanks a lot. See bye-bye. you soon. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you.